0: And again, answering are the Eagles. Catto now for three.
1: That's two in a row for the freshman. The steal, the spin, behind the back, behind the back, splitting the double team. Here we go. Ryan Thomas with a jam. Back with authority for his oh. first point of the night. That could be an SC top 10.
0: What's going on, Dirty Birds? This is Elliot Cressy on the mic, joined, as always, with Russell Kelly, a.k.a. Viva La Russ on Twitter.
1: And other forms of social media. Yes. And Yahoo.com.
0: You're on Yahoo?
1: Yeah, you know, the email you got when you were in sixth grade.
0: I never was a Yahoo, man.
1: What'd you start with, AOL?
0: AOL slash AIM.
1: I had AOL in, like, fifth grade. And then I just got a different one because like the Yahoo sports page is really good. So I decided to get a Yahoo email.
0: I still use the AOL one for like trash stuff. I'm sorry.
1: That's what my Yahoo is. It's for 15% off DSW and
0: (laughs) Dave and Busters. Right. And then I never remember the password for it. So then I just make it like,
1: Oh, you got to change to that. I don't know what AOL does. One, two, three, four. I just remembered my password once and then I had it send me push notifications to my phone. Um, like I linked it to my phone number. So it's like, are you signing on? I'm like, well, yes, I am. And then it lets me right in.
0: (laughs) Anyways, everyone's got emails.
1: (laughs) We have that in common.
0: Yep. You know, as a kid, (laughs) on this email thing, remember when, at least for me, I was like, dude, emails are so stupid. Like, what good are emails going to have in the future? Yeah, but... And now I literally get paid just to stroke my fingers across the keyboard and and communicate via email
1: yeah but do you remember like anybody who's like 50 plus maybe 60 plus i don't know they still think that like cursive is important like they don't even teach cursive in school anymore when's the last time you saw something in cursive besides writing your name
0: yeah i mean well i still get birthday cards from my mom's friends who are 60 years old that write in cursive that Mm -hmm. I can't read and I asked my mom to translate it for me (laughs) which is sad I can still read it I can still read it but some of these people's writing is like oh
1: yeah well that's on them though it's just art I don't learn my great great Aunt Tessie's Handwriting. I learned regular cursive in second grade. You know?
0: Regular cursive, but these people put a twist right, on it, and exactly. it's like writing with a twist. Do you
1: remember like getting in trouble for that in school? Like, no, that's not how you make a J in oh, cursive. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. It was like no, and I'm like, but my mom does it. I don't care what your mom does.
0: <laughs> yeah, I did not like cursive. Time. I don't know what my favorite subject was.
1: From cursive to what. I I thought I wanted to like science when I was like in fourth grade, but I never really liked the experiments we did. I like, I feel like I always got, I mean, it was always like a B, but I never like blew it out of the water. I feel like, but I always liked history and social studies. That's such a guy answer.
0: If I asked you uh, one specific memory from elementary school, first thing that pops in your head, what is it?
1: Something that I can't talk about on the pod. Oh
0: no! (laughs) Is it your first sexual experience?
1: No. Uh, No. Well, sort of. Actually, that's about all I'm gonna say about (laughs) it. Besides that, I got suspended. Like I was a really good kid. Like I, like I was one of the better kids in the class behavior-wise. I talked a lot, but um, like I get in trouble for like talking out of turn. But it wasn't like being a bad kid. But I did get suspended once.
0: I'll tell you two real quick that stick out in my mind, and they're very random. And I didn't go to a Christian school or nothing. I know you did. I did. Um, I got in trouble for saying frick. I think it was in, <laughs> in fourth grade because because uh, I was behind the door and some kid opened the door and I kind of like got crammed. I was like, what What the frick? <laughs> and the teacher's like, excuse me, what did you just say? And I was like, what? I, 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 I didn't say anything. <laughs> and then I got in timeout. And this was fourth grade. I mean, come on. I didn't even say anything bad. It's just the concept of he knows what he's saying, but he's not saying it. Yeah. So is not that, that like
1: technically punishing you for being woke about a word? <laughs> punishing like you, you for, for censoring a yourself. Yeah. yeah, I would argue that you should be you should be given a medal for something like that. I know something, and I chose not to use it inappropriately.
0: See, a good English teacher would appreciate the 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 evolution it? of language, the sentence enhancer. As yeah, SpongeBob, oh yeah, SpongeBob.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice eh, day we're having.
0: Uh, the other memory: I, I was walking to the library once and a dragonfly decided it wanted to fly into my chest and it just zapped me right in the chest and I had Spider-Man reflexes in that moment where I just (laughs) I grabbed the dragonfly with my bare hand, crushed it in my palm, (laughs) I heard it crunch its body, lifeless body just crunch and I threw it on the sidewalk because you're a monster and you (laughs) kept walking didn't you? I was like "Mm, get off me dragonfly Damn. and then I had to go get help you had to get help? <laughs> no, I made that up. But I do remember...
1: The Dragonfly incident.
0: Murdering... I've had a few well, incidents. It,
1: it, it's it's, uh, it's something that like comes over you when you don't want to do something, but you have to just act. I no was thought. fearful for my life. Yeah. I had this
0: thing impale me in the chest. <laughs> <laughs> I do not know this what it was. a blunt
1: force flying object. <laughs> Unidentified as well.
0: 0.2 ounces of it. I mean, uh-huh. I'm like, damn. Yep. Well...
1: I've Nothing about grade uh, school.
0: Yeah, enough about grade school. We're no longer in school, although I wish I was sometimes. I am. Yeah, you are. You're a master of uh, social work. I'm gonna be. So you're just the Padawan.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately, I do not attend my master's program at FGCU, but that's not... I would have. It's just they don't offer what I need. You were one
0: step ahead with online, you know?
1: Yeah, that's true, actually. Too bad. I should have waited.
0: You know, I went... I didn't go. I was here at my house, and I attended my sister's graduation this year on virtually. Zoom. On Zoom, and it was very awkward because I could just swipe on my phone and see all the family members
1: in their rooms with, with their. It's not, like the NFL draft
0: with their face this close to mine, and like I could see up their nose. I'm like, this is just weird. Like, <laughs> I don't know. For better or for worse, that's going to be the future. I think. I think. I think school is going to be. Online, at least 50%.
1: We'll see. We'll see.
0: Damn Corvid. (laughs) (laughs) Kronos. So, sports are trickling back. Um, We got baseball going on. Friday's
1: opening day. Go White Sox.
0: uh, NBA scrimmage inside the bubble.
1: The the buble. I Um, heard Michael Buble is going to do the halftime shows. That'd be cool. I didn't hear that. I just made it up in my head. You see those, uh, like, Nude to the Nest videos that the basketball (laughs) teams are putting out?
0: (laughs) I thought you said Nude at the Nest.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's a new night they're putting on at (laughs) Aliko.
0: Oh, shit. (laughs) Now on the stage, we got Azul. (laughs) Join us at Nude at the Nest. Oh, man. Is is it, like... (laughs) Is it the, the players and the teams that are nude? Or is it, is it the old people Show up nude, in? get a free ticket.
1: A uh, free general admission ticket to the first 1,000 nude fans.
0: But that would be violating COVID protocol.
1: That would be violating a lot of protocols. You don't need COVID.
0: Well, pretty soon the face masks will turn into body masks.
1: Yeah, body bags.
0: <laughs> you have to walk in with body bags on, dude. Once we get to that point, I'm going to Mars. I don't even care. Your phone keeps going off. Yep, Mister Popular. That's that. That's that article blowing up. That Dom London article could be. How many hits did we get? Nine thousand.
1: <laughs> Over no, um, <laughs> it's like honestly, that's it's our most read article of all time per capita. Uh, no, just of all time. Like, we've been doing this since uh, October of 2019. So, it's been about eight, nine months or something. 10 months? I don't know how to math. Um, Almost 10. Yeah. Uh, we've been doing it since oct- late October, though. It was like Halloween. Nine. Um, and our first article was our biggest one. We hyped it up quite a bit. But, you know, we've had a few big ones since then. Zach Anderson's was really popular. You can tell he's, you know, are the, a lot of the newcomers have a lot of support.
0: Is the response on this latest one a testament to your superior writing ability, or is it a testament to Dom London's future?
1: Well, I'm gonna give it all to Dom London. <laughs> um, he's got. Uh, I've had grammatical errors, <laughs> um, but no, really. Uh, these new guys—they have a lot of support. There was a lot of people who are like super excited about about them. Um, a lot of guys in their corner, uh, Dom London whether it's high school coach or his JUCO coaches, um, you know, Harkham, or his family or the team itself, um, FGCU guys, seems like they're super excited about Don. Why wouldn't they be? He, would, he was blowing up toward the end of the year for his team, carrying him to victory. And, it, you know, the, the response to the article just shows the excitement around him.
0: Yep, yep, fun for sure.
1: Well, tonight we had the pleasure of speaking with Caleb Caddo. Uh, He really, you know, kind of embraced the role through the second half of the year, especially last year as like, you know, the guy, the guy, I should say. Um, So yeah, we got the chance to talk to him and, you know, kind of just give his take on his career at FGCU so far through the first two years and and just you know get to learn a little bit more about him um so yeah enjoy
0: and today we welcome a guy that really took the reins of the team last year and separate himself as the go-to guy on the fgcu squad caleb Cato. how's it going man how's your summer
2: been Good. Thanks. I just want to thank y'all for having me, but it's been good. Kind of boring. Not much to do. <laughs> Obviously, everything going on.
0: I hear you. It's it's the only thing we can say every time we talk about this is it's weird times. But it's it's weird times for everybody. But I seen you've been traveling a little bit and and hanging out in the off season. Uh, what have you been doing primarily? Yeah. So
2: actually, I went to Colorado for two weeks. Uh, I visited my girlfriend up there. Um, played a lot of golf. So. Kind of got into golf. I was up there with her dad and her brother, and then kind of been playing here a little bit and there. And then obviously not a lot to do, so just trying to stay in the gym as much as I can and work it out and stuff like that. Hang with families, a lot of family time. So cool, man. Yeah, I wish
0: I want to travel. I'm in need of a trip, and I love Colorado, so I'm kind of jealous of that trip. But uh...
2: <laughs> yeah, it was, it was definitely a fun one.
0: We see you also went blonde, man. What's going on with the hairstyle? I'm digging it.
2: Yeah, it was kind of an impulse decision. Uh, <laughs> I knew I wouldn't be seeing too many people for a, a good amount of time, so I kind of just decided to do it. I've done it before, so I knew uh, what, what what it would kind of look like, but yeah, kind of <laughs> impulse. you going to
0: grow it out again? or?
2: Yeah, it's actually getting pretty long. Um, I probably won't cut it. I I usually shave the sides and just leave the top, but uh, I'm just kind of letting it all grow out. I probably won't cut it until we get back to it, so we'll see what happens.
1: Hell yeah. So uh, last time uh, we did this, we we had Ryan Roquan on last time, and we did a kind of like a bunch of random, you know, casual questions, Um, and it's, you know, it's fun. People get to know you and stuff like that, and, you know, it's not all basketball. So uh, I'm going to do that with you too. Um, uh, if you, ha- if you had to have one food for the rest of your life, what would it be?
2: Oh man. Um, that's tough. I'm going to go with,
1: hmm,
2: I'll just go with Philly cheesesteak. <laughs>
1: that's, that's not a bad answer. <laughs> um, let's, uh, let's move on. Oh, uh, you got a favorite movie or something like that?
2: favorite movie oh man
1: maybe your favorite sports movie
2: that was a good one um I like oh man so many good movies I'll go with the notebook since I just watched it
1: <laughs> okay good answer um what kind of music you listen to Uh, you know I'm getting old so who should I be checking out
2: um I usually don't get the ox when I'm in the car with my friends because uh, I play just Crazy weird stuff. I can go from piano to like rap, but uh, favorite artist, the best in there, I'll go with Justin Bieber. Um, he, he's, he's probably my favorite. <laughs> okay. A wide, okay, wide range of music.
1: Okay, cool. Uh, what's your favorite color?
2: Favorite color, um, probably gray.
1: Oh, that's rare.
0: <laughs> oh, I got a question. How is gray properly spelled? Is it grey? or g r a y
1: g r e y. Oh, you're a E guy. Okay. I I don't know what I am.
2: <laughs> the reason I like gray is cuz I like to wear gray outfits, so kind of, kind of put it in that perspective.
1: All right, what's uh what's your favorite NBA team?
2: Ooh. Um I'm more of a players guy, but if I had to pick a team, probably the Heat just cuz um I kind of hopped on the bandwagon when LeBron uh, came down here, so probably the Heat. But I'm more of a players guy, not really a team-specific fan. I would say. Yeah, one of my uh,
0: my screen name in high school, or maybe it was even middle school, was Miami Heat. Uh, Something, some numbers at the end. I was I was a big Miami fan, and I regret not ever going to see the Heat or uh, sorry LeBron play when he was on the Heat. That was one of my biggest regrets when he was down here.
2: Funny story, actually. I know y'all know Brian Genter. I went to a heat game with my brother and Brian Jenter before. Yeah?
1: Was that a D-Wade Shack heat?
2: That was, I think that was post-Shaq, uh, just D-Wade okay. for a little okay. bit.
1: Still Udonis Haslam, of course, because he's going to be on that team until he's about 80.
2: He's, he's, he's <laughs> <the> OG, OG. <laughs> he, he went to Florida, so I was a, yeah. obviously yeah. a fan of him before that.
1: Um. F- uh, well, you know, you say you're a players guy. Um, you're a Steph Curry guy, right? That's your favorite player.
2: Yeah, I say Steph Curry and LeBron James are probably my two favorite players.
1: All right, now the important stuff. Um, Xbox or PlayStation?
2: Xbox, hands down. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, we're both well, PlayStation guys. Pe- people
1: can give the wrong answer. <laughs> <No>.
2: <laughs> really don't play. I really don't play a lot so
1: I'm probably not that
2: educated, but I've just had an Xbox my whole life.
1: No, you're good. Um, what are you majoring in?
2: I'm majoring in integrated studies.
1: Ooh.
2: Minor in entrepreneurship.
1: Oh, cool. And um, uh, give me a hobby that you have other than playing basketball.
2: Uh, just got into golf, so I'm going to go with that.
1: Golf. How's the swing looking? Um, I'm
2: terrible, but it's uh, I'm hopefully... Um, through an old coach and then if, if my girlfriend's dad, if I see him more often he he fixed my swing you <laughs>
1: Thank you, bro. um so you know you're a local guy obviously um and we again we asked this question to to Ryan the other week and um you went to uh, high school it was Southwest Florida Christian Academy it's actually like two minutes away from my house um but anyways um how was it growing up in, you know, the Lee County area and seeing things grow and things change. um, What are your memories from like watching the sweet 16 run happen and you draw any inspiration from, you know, those guys that did it before you?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, um, I, I think I was in seventh grade. I think that that happened. The crazy part about that is I picked FGHU to go to the sweet 16 and lose actually to Florida. So you and nobody and nobody else, Um yeah, it was kinda crazy. I remember I remember it vividly actually. I was at a lake house, uh, and I was a huge uh Florida Gators fan growing up. Um and I remember I mean it was Scottie There just a bunch of Florida players and I just remember cheering against Florida very hard. I was I was rooting for FGC obviously super hard. Um and then obviously to now if you're playing here it's uh definitely um come full circle and it's a dream come true. And then just to be able to, you know, I've communicated with, um, some of the guys as far as Brett Comer. I've got to get in the gym with Bernard Thompson and Chase Feeler. So, I mean, for me, it's, I, I was a little seventh grader kind of idolizing them, idolizing them, and then to, um, just get to, uh, be around them or text with them. Just, um, very humbling and obviously appreciative of what they did for FSU, laying the, the foundation, for, um, for things to come. And obviously, um, creating a winning culture, um, trying to follow in their footsteps. So
0: besides being close to home, what made you choose FGCU? Was it, was it anything special that, that hooked you and brought you in?
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, like you said, being close to home, that doesn't count. Um, but <laughs> coach slide, uh, I built a really, really good relationship, strong relationship with him. Um, you know, FGCU is kind of one of the first schools to start recruiting me. So obviously I think that's important. Um, And then just, I mean, just the winning tradition, um, just winning, I think on those exact numbers, last five out of seven regular season and stuff like that. Going to the tournament, obviously that's, you know, a pusher in the recruiting process and stuff like that, so. Absolutely. So
0: you came in as a freshman and got some good playing time, averaged about four points or so, and then come sophomore season, your, your, your role got a lot bigger, uh, partially yeah. due to, you know, them trusting you and you getting better and then partially due to some unfortunate injuries and, and transfers. Um, can you talk a bit about having that role kind of so early on and, and a little bit of that pressure and how that developed you as a player and going into your uh, junior year?
2: Yeah, well, I think, I mean, for me, freshman year was uh, really tough. Just, um, for me, the biggest jump was just um, – like kind of the mental side of the game. I think I was kind of scared, not didn't really believe in myself a lot, I lacked confidence. And then just junior year or sophomore year, my bad, um, going into the season, not really knowing what to expect. Um, kind of just feeling it out. And then I just guess it's getting more comfortable. Um, is the biggest thing for me, just gaining confidence, believing in myself, believing in the work I put in, would be the biggest thing for me. Um, So,
1: So, yeah, last year, you know, it showed, believing in yourself, believing in your craft. And, I mean, you improved in basically every category. Your, your, you know, shooting percentages and from three and stuff like that. That kind of stayed the same, but, you know, obviously more playing time, more numbers. And um, free throws went up and you know you sort of kind of became the main option and you know especially toward the end of the season I mean, it was like three straight games with 20 or more points or something that was fun but um <laughs> but um you know sure what what uh what sort of things um did you kind of work on did you to help you make those big jumps
2: yeah uh, I mean I think the biggest thing is trying to keep basketball simple I think a lot of times including myself as a player you kind of overcomplicate things, you start thinking about things too much. So I think the biggest thing is just sticking to a routine that you have set and uh, just, just staying at it, staying persistent. Um, when things get tough and things get rough, you know, staying, staying with your craft and keep working hard and obviously believing in yourself. So I think when you see shots go in, you obviously gain a little more confidence, and then, you know, that that's kind of a continuous process. So I think that was the main thing.
0: For sure. How has uh, working out in this off season been? I don't. I don't know how tip. You know what you do typically on regular off seasons that are not in the year 2020. If you're hanging out with a lot more guys and working out, if you're still doing that, is it more of an isolated activity right now, or how's that going?
2: Um. Yeah, I would say it's more more of an isolated activity. Obviously, with the coronavirus and all of that. Um, played a little bit of pickup back in my high school. But besides that, kind of just getting in the gym with my dad and kind of just um, working on things that I want to improve, know I need to improve, and then just trying to add a little bit to my game as well.
1: So, uh, you know, Dakota Rivers hopped on a pod uh, last week uh, with Eagles NESCast, and he's over here getting everybody excited, saying he's 6'9", like 215 now, grown into a monster. Um, (laughs) Yeah. You're listed at um at 65190 I think it is. Is is that what you kind of want to be or are you, you know, kind of trying to bulk up too?
2: Yeah. Um I mean, for me the biggest thing is just being at a weight that I'm, I'm comfortable with as far as moving wise and playing wise. I mean, I'd like to be around 200 by season. Um, that's kind of the goal for me right now.
1: Cool. Um so, you know, one in- kind of interesting thing um, from last year is kind of just how the whole team developed. Um, and you know, the whole team as individuals, as well as, as a team. And, you know, last year, uh, you know, coach fly made a comment early on saying that, uh, Juco guys can take up to like six months to really, um, you know, acclimate to the D one, you know, speed and size and all that. And, um, you know, whether it's due to injury or, or anything, but, you know, the depth in certain areas was a little bit lacking sometimes. So, you know, Jalen, Sam and Justice all got like a lot of minutes, mostly starts too. Um, what was it like kind of learning on the fly, how to play with them and seeing them really kind of develop by season's end?
2: Yeah. I mean, it was a blast playing with those guys. Uh, I mean, obviously, I mean, I think a big part of the, Basketball is just learning who you're playing with, and we kind of had a completely new group coming back um, this year. So I think, I mean, I was I remember talking with Coach Lyons, just saying, um, you know, it might seem easy to uh, click with dudes if you've been playing three four months, but I mean, it might take the whole season. Um, I think just the biggest thing is one, learning to play with them on the court, but just building relationships off the court. I think that's a big. A big things doing. I think that translates well off the court, and I think we're a really tight group. Um, obviously, we've got a lot of room to improve, um, but I think just we're, we're just going to keep growing and keep working. And um, trust—I know it's a cliche thing to say, but I trust the process. So.
1: Sure. Um, so, more specifically, you know, the the front court last year was super thin at times. With um, you know Brian Thomas at the time um, being limited for a lot of the year and you know, it was the justice show for a while, Dakota and, and obviously got their minutes, but they're freshmen, uh, Tracy Hector was banged up too, but he showed out when he could. Um, but you know, you know, going into this year, you know, those guys are all coming back except with the exception of, you know, Brian and, and Tracy, um, you know, Dakota and Kwanzie are a year older. Justice did it for a year now. And, um, Eli Abayev coming in from Austin P. Um, Zach Anderson coming in as a freshman, how does it kind of feel as as a you know you're a guard per se? Um, how does it feel kind of having that you know extra depth this year um coming in in the front court?
2: Yeah, no, I mean, I think something that's really good as far as this year is you know justice will be a senior um played a lot. Eli will be a senior played a lot at the division one level. Dakota will be obviously great over. A great older, Kwanzie will be older, and then you'll have Zach coming in, who I think is really, really good. Um, and it's, it'll be easier, easier for them to pick up stuff, learn because they've been in the system, and then they can, they can also, um, teach at a higher level as well. I think a, a lot of last year dudes had to learn, um, including myself. Um, so I think the older you get, um, the more comfortable you get when you're on the court around your teammates, um, the, the easier it is for you to play, the slower the game. The game becomes. So I think it'll be it'll be really fun. I'm excited to you know, get back to work with those guys. I know they've been working really hard, so I'm excited.
0: And then touching on one of the experienced guys coming back at the guard spot, Jalen Warren, he's returning. Uh, what was it like growing with him during the season and on the court, and, and what does he do best, and how does he complement you and the team in the best ways?
2: Yeah, no, I love Jalen. Um, I honestly love being around Jalen. He's a very um joyous guy, fun to be around, funny. Um and I think that those are great qualities qualities to have as a point guard. Um and towards the end of the season we started actually rooming a lot together. I think uh, we kinda grew a lot closer as friends. Um so I think I think just I'm excited like I said to get back to work with him. Um try and just keep picking each other's brains, learning new stuff about each other on the court, um and just building that chemistry. So I'm, I'm really excited
1: sure and even you know we talked about the front court quite a bit and and jalen as well but you know there's so much more depth it seems like um in the backcourt as well with i mean you got luis Rolone coming in victor rosa coming in uh transfers uh dom london and and franco miller jr cyrus largie coming back um he impressed quite a bit you know all season really um there's a lot more depth really all around not just the front court um you know, I imagine you're very excited to get, you know, to get back to work with those guys, huh?
2: Yeah, I mean, I I think the biggest thing is just, like you said, getting back to work and learning how dudes play. Um, I'm excited. We got Victor coming in who can really shoot the ball. Um, Luis, who can facilitate really well. We got Don running coming in who can shoot the ball at a high level. Um, we got Sam who can shoot the ball at a high level. Um, and then Franco coming in as well. Um, I haven't seen him play that much, but I know he's a big physical guard that can defend and score. So uh, I'm just excited um, to get back to with the dudes and learn how they play, and just just being around them, building relationships off the off the court. So,
0: it kind of building off all this of coming back and getting better. What are your like personal goals this year, moving forward, and uh, for this upcoming season?
2: Yeah, for sure. Uh, my biggest thing is just. Um, to be the best teammate I can be um, and know who I represent when I go out and play. For me, uh um, kind of representing the Lord is, is huge for me and a huge goal for me um, to do on a nightly basis. Um, and then obviously, you know, we want to win at a high level. I think another big goal for me is you know, it's easy to sit here and tell you guys what we're going to do, how we're going to do it. Uh, I think the biggest thing is, um, Well done is better than well said, so that's kind of a a mindset and a goal I have for the season as well.
0: For sure. One of uh, our goals as a fan is that we hope, one, you beat Mercer, and two, you beat USC.
2: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Trying to win uh, every game on the schedule, I think, is is a major goal. (laughs) Obviously focusing one at a time.
1: So yeah, and um, you know, we've been asking this question every now and then, but uh any any special moments uh for you in particular, uh since you've been an Eagle, you know, whether that's with a teammate um off the court or any kind of success um on the court?
2: Yeah, for sure. I would say um you know for me just I think obviously there's certain times in games, Jalen hitting that that uh game winner against FAU was a special moment. Um um going out to USC and playing them was, I think, a special moment, just being out there, um, knowing the, uh, the history behind it. I watched, obviously, Coach Enfield, Coach the Sweet 16 team, so that was, that was super cool. Um and then, for me, I cherish is building relationships, Um from last year's team to, I, I mean, I still talk to Cedric Casimir a lot, Um and then obviously building relationships off the court, I think, is something I'll cherish for a lifetime. It's just Obviously, more important than basketball at the end of the day. So,
0: for sure. And then uh, we kind of touched on all the guys, but who should we keep an eye on this year that you think is going to have a you know a breakout season or, or might contribute in ways that we didn't anticipate?
2: Um, I mean, I'm I'm hoping everybody. I uh, just keep an eye out for everybody. Obviously, I know Justice has been working really hard. I think Dakota. I've gained a lot of confidence, um, Jalen, Sam. I mean, I, I'm, I'm just going to say everybody just because um, I don't want to leave anybody out because I know everybody, uh, what they're about, their goals. So, obviously, everybody's working uh, really hard. So, just keeping an eye out for everybody, I would say.
0: All right. Well, we appreciate your time, Caleb. That's uh, We ran through all the questions we, we could think of. So, uh, any last comments before the season starts? I, got, I guess we got what uh, – What would that be? Well,
1: November is quite a while away.
0: Three months? (laughs) Yeah. But, um. (laughs) Three months. Yeah. Any last, uh, you know, comments and and things you want to say, uh, moving forward before we, uh, get to season?
2: Yeah. I mean, first and foremost, I just want to thank you guys for, um, allowing me to come on and have some fun, uh, especially in this boring time. And then just also thank you guys for what you do and how you support our program and, um, how you treat us players. I think really special and we really truly appreciate it and then just uh um, all the fans just a big thank you um and we're excited to get back and get back to work so just thank you guys so much
0: sounds good we appreciate yeah. it thank you man hope to do it again soon I
2: appreciate you guys absolutely that'd be amazing <laughs>
0: <laughs> thanks man have a good one you guys too big shout out to caleb Cato. For coming on tonight we really appreciate your time and uh, look forward to seeing you suit up this next season um just taking it one week at a time on the off season. um we'll have some more content coming up in the future hopefully there's some news or you know inside tweets coming soon with with i don't know when scrimmages exactly start practices scrimmaging just news in general schedule yeah like you said um, yeah. Stay tuned. Until next time.